no, 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 Everybody, Norm over here, and welcome to the Norm's Air Guitars podcast. You guys, when we asked you about what you'd like to hear about, you guys said you'd like to know about the family at Norm's Air Guitars. So we got Michael Lemo, we've got Nick Dias, English Nick, and we've got Jen, who is always hiding behind a camera. Um, she really tries to stay, you know, incognito, but we're not going to let her. We're going to get her to speak a little bit to you guys and let you know about all the people that work in Norm's Rare Guitars. Thanks for listening. Everybody. No, hey, you Norm. fucked up, you dodo brains. You keep doing it. You know, just get lower. Okay, let's do it again. All right. Dodo All right, we're going to try to get it right. I'm not dealing with people that are well here. Hey. One more time. Can you, you're conducting What's it. up, Norm? How's it going, no, Norm? I went like that, but you guys weren't paying attention to the Yeah, you kind of conducted us to stop, but well, all right. I'll tell you, there's nobody normal around here. All right, here we go. Conduct One more time. A one in it, two in it. Everybody, welcome to Norm's Ray Guitars podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening in and watching this nonsense. Um, I've got two very special guests with me today. I don't know a lot about a lot of things. I know a lot about guitars, and I know about good guitar players. So I got my buddy Michael Lemo over here playing a Telecaster. Hey guys, how you doing? And I got my buddy Nick Dias. Hello. And then we've got the mystery girl, Jen, who's trying to hide. She doesn't want to be on camera because we're actually filming this as we talk. Jen, say something to the room here. I don't know. Speak up, though. You're not Hello. Hi. Hi. Yeah, she's just that voice that's been hiding behind cameras for her whole life. People go, where's Jen? Where's Jen? Well, Jen is always hiding. We try to get her out in front of the camera, but no. Mm -hmm. So she's got to be difficult. Not today. And uh, speaking of difficult, we got Michael Lemo over here. Difficult? That's a new one. <laughs> yeah. Well. And then we know. got Nick, who's another difficult guy. Oh, There's I'm, nobody normal around I'm here. I'm always difficult, yeah. Well, I try anyway. I so, thought I was just shaky. Yeah, we call him Shaky Jake because he's like, a, <laughs> you know, when he's holding a camera or camera something. Work. Boy, I'll tell you, when he does camera work, it's... Uh, <laughs> feel like you, there's an earthquake or something going on. I do know? need to do some push-ups <laughs> so I can hold that camera. There that camera's heavy. That's the camera thing is insane. Jen, Jen is, realize. 
Jen, she's she's strong. Yeah. When, when we've had to spot for you when you've been away or something, I'm like, damn, how does she do this? Yeah, I wouldn't want to. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. She's not that fast of a runner because there was a time we had a running race with Joel and Jen. And uh, oh what God. ended up happening was I figured looking at Joel, I said, and I know Jen plays basketball. I said, this is a pretty good bet. I'll bet Joel 50 bucks that Jen can beat him in a running race. And actually, Joel ended up winning. I think when you put 50 bucks in front of Joel, Joel probably could fly. Joel's kind of fast. Yeah, Yeah. if you... Put a, like a ham sandwich on a string out of his hat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that works. Yeah. Hat, yeah. yeah, that uh, always you works. Know what, you know what that reminded me of, actually? Years and years ago at your old store, yeah. when I showed up playing from England, and you were about to start a round-the-block foot race oh. with Ralph from Brooklyn Pizza. You oh, yeah. that? No, well, that was a bicycle race. <laughs> you was it? That? Yeah. Oh, I, don't, I don't remember and, that one. And what ended up happening was we put a timer on it, and that was, you know, so, you know, we... This is not your normal store. So, you know, we know guitars. We're serious about that. But we try to have a good time and do kind of goofy stuff. So anyhow, and we bet on almost anything. So we were betting on who could go around the block the fastest. So, uh, you know, Danny was working there, Danny Duran. And uh, this guy, Ralph, who owned the pizzeria down the street. And what ended up happening was, um, you know, we tried to make as fast a time as we could going all the way around the block. And at the very end, there was like a pole and there was a traffic light there. So um, I did it. I went as fast as I could. This guy, Ralph, did it. And then Danny, who, you know, when money's involved, Danny, you know, (laughs) he didn't want to hit the brakes to the very last minute. (laughs) So he got to the very end of the block, hit the brakes, the bike stopped, and he went over the top of the bike. (laughs) And he was laying in the street underneath this car's tire. This lady was driving and she was stopped at a red light. If she would have been going, Dan would have been toast. Anyhow, Dan came up and he was bleeding and I said, Dan, here's the 50 bucks. I'll give you another 50 if you could repeat that one more time. Oh so uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, just the hijinks, you know, of being having arrested development. That, that old store was crazy. Oh. And um, you used to sh- we used to show up from London to come see you and it'd be there's always a card game going on. Right. Uh, but this one time I was saying, it was you and Ralph. I don't know who made the bet, but I know you, because you used to play softball a lot, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Handball, you were pretty fit. Ralph looked like he might not make it out of the pizza shop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. He was not what you would call an athlete. Anyway, they, they wound up racing around this block, and Ralph turns up. He was beetroot red and, like, sweating. <laughs> Pizza grease, it was kind of horrible. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was a fairly crazy place. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Michael is the new blood at the store, one oh. of the new blood at the store yeah, with that's Todd right. and Brandon and, you know, the rest of the gang here. Todd. And, uh, Todd? Todd is what I already she said. said Thank Todd. you, oh, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. You know, you're like my daughter, always correcting me. Somebody, women in my life always got to tell me what I do wrong. I don't know. I'll join, I'll join. It started over 50 years ago with my wife, and my daughter picked it up. Now Jen picks it up. (laughs) I did say Todd. So Nick and I go back a real long way because Nick worked at a store um, in England. And what was it like back in the day in England on New King's Road? Back then it was, I mean, because this was all new to me coming over to America, but everyone, my... my, uh, my buddy Chris, that used to own uh, Vintage and Rare. I'll tell you a 
potted history. I used to work on Denmark Street, which is a famous music row in London town. And uh, then my buddy Chris, who was coming over here buying guitars from you, opened his own shop called Vintage and Rare. Right. I went to work for him over there. And uh, we used to, sometimes we'd bring Marshall amps over, but we'd mainly just come over and shop at Norm's. And we used to buy those wardrobe boxes and fill them full of guitars from your store, take them back to London on freight and uh, and see what we could make make happen money-wise. Yeah, you guys were some of my favorite victims. Just rinse, I mean, yeah. customers. rinse and repeat, yeah. Well, we I know, yeah. But it was, uh, that store in London was sort of Norm's, the norms of London Outlet. because of yeah. all your stuff. And we were your favorite victims, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And got a lot of really cool guitars. I sold a lot of great guitars that are probably still floating around Europe right now. They are, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that got filtered through us from you. Uh, <clears throat> I particularly remember you had a lot of Gretches in at one point, and yeah. we, I think we bought about 20, maybe 20 Gretches one time and started taking them back to London, and there was a, a record label called Postcard uh, that was out of Scotland, and they had the Bluebells and uh, Aztec Camera and all these bands. All of a sudden, everybody had Gretches. You look at Top of the Pops back then, and there's all, all these Gretches from Norm's Rare Guitars. And I was cool. laughing when you left. I was going, boy, they bought all those stupid Gretsch guitars. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everybody had to yeah. have a Gretsch guitar. And we were back for more in a month. Early. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So you just never know how things work out. Great you know? days. So back in the day, though, you were a guitar player playing in bands. And I know you were in a band with Ricky Gervais. Uh, I was, true? yeah. The Sacred Hearts. That was uh, We played all over London. Man, we worked hard. And uh, we couldn't get arrested for a long time. Um, uh, but it was a, it was a cracking little band. Uh, Ricky was a great singer. He kind of sounds like David Bowie and he was really thin back then, which is, he'll laugh about that if he hears this. Yeah, uh, I saw and a then, picture. It was uh, kind of interesting based yeah, on seeing him today. There was uh, a lot of mascara and, uh, you know, we, we were just doing whatever was in vogue at the time. But, all those boys schools in England, boy, I'll tell you, I yeah, don't know. Well, you know. We, we do what we have to, you know. But uh, there, that was a... We worked hard back then. <laughs> that came out wrong, didn't it? Yeah. And then we have uh, Michael Lemo over here, who I'll tell you the story of how we got this guy. And uh, one day in the store, uh, Michael had come in. He's from Philadelphia, mm -hmm. which I'm from Philadelphia. And he was sitting in the corner and he was playing guitar. And my son, Jordan, my son said, hey, dad, you got to come out and check this guy out. And I said, uh, yeah, I'll be out in a minute. Don't worry. He said, no, you got to come out now and check this guy out. So um, I saw Michael and I started talking to him and uh, we became friendly and I was really impressed. He's one of the most original guitar players I know. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, Jordan and I were in a sushi bar and we were sitting next to a couple guys from a record company. And um, they were talking about Alan Raymond. Mm -hmm. And uh, we said, well, we know the right guy for you, you know. And uh, Yeah, Red Rocks. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So yeah. Michael was out playing with Alan yeah, Raymond. Yeah, that was really funny. Oh, so you got him that gig. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, Actually, yeah. Jordan yeah. got Jordan pretty much. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, he was a big champion of yours, yeah. Jordan has done uh, more for me than I can even explain. He's, 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 he's kind of near. 
He's definitely got an ear, um, yeah. and he hears things. He's and when he hears something, he, hears something he, likes, he, won't he, he won't let it go, which yeah. is the sign of a good ear, I think, because yeah. um, you know what you've heard. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not saying that I'm the, <laughs> that great, but he, he else, though, has an ear. In the ass, so. Yeah, yeah. No, no, he, <laughs> yeah. he's been great um, helping me, uh, and I've obviously done a lot of um, sessions with Jordan too. Right. Um, he's which got is, some really cool original. He does. He does. He's a he's a yeah. creative mind, and uh, but he's obviously um, helped me a lot, and uh, and it's cool because he he definitely puts the 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 music first always because. And and what ended up happening was Michael came into the store and he said, you know, I'm thinking about maybe going back. Yeah. To, to Pennsylvania, you know, <laughs> things. You know, I've got you know gigs and stuff, but it's not that steady. And I'm kind of thinking of kind of turning it in, going back there. And I said, Michael, no, don't do that. You know, yeah, we'll hire yeah. you at the store. Here. The minds. And yeah. it, was a, it was a really good thing. And I'm really grateful that you stayed. And that oh, I'm grateful. Think it worked out great. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, the thing about your place is it, you've got to have a personality thing going on anyway. It's a busy music shop. But aside from that, we all have to get along. So it helps if you've got a sense of humor and. Yeah, you need you some thick skin too. too. Seriously. Yeah, no, you yes, gotta you be do. able to take it. Yeah. Yes, you uh, do. You know, we we uh, dish it out pretty good. Yeah, well, one day I I came back with chef pants on, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and Joel goes, "You know what those are, right?" And I'm like, "No." He's like, "They're chef pants," and uh, and uh, Norm sure let me have it the rest of the day. I think I even dropped the trash can in front of Joe Bonamassa too. It was a mess. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I said that's quite a look. You know? Yeah, it so was quite said, a look. Yeah, you know, so you you gotta you, you gotta take we were a little grain of salt. To make us sandwiches. Yeah, well. never, but never <laughs> yeah, 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 just didn't happen. But what Norm said, uh, I'd appreciate a lot. Um, you know, because I I did come in. It was a time where I, you know, not having something to report to every day is actually harder than people think. You know, you're always people are like work is well. There's a reason why there's work because if you don't do something, you go insane. Yeah. And uh, I had a lot of time to myself and. I didn't know what to do with it, so when I got the job, um, it kind of put everything in line for me. And, uh, yeah, it's been life-changing for me. So Yeah, his dad and mom came in. His dad thanked me and said, you know, he's finally got some discipline of coming <laughs> into work and all that. Even Uncle Bob and Aunt Janet came in. Uncle Bob. Uh, you know, Uncle so Bob is Uncle an event. Uncle Bob, Uncle Bob is a sax player, right? Yes, yeah, he how is. How's Uncle Bob? How's that Uncle Bob doing going in? Uncle Bob, Uncle Bob, Uncle Bob. Uncle Bob. Oh, it's jazz. He no, was he's, yeah, jazz he's a jazz guy. And you know what we say about jazz? You know, um, oh yeah, Uncle Bob. This is really saying. funny. Did he talk? Did he ask you about this? What about, about you on the guitar of the day? No. So Norm watches Spinal Tap the night before, and one of the famous jokes, right, is jazz is all the wrong notes. So my Uncle Bob never seen Spinal Tap. I don't think he doesn't watch movies. He just listens to music, and he goes, <laughs> Mike. Was Norm really serious about that? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, he's like, man, he's like, don't you guys have jazz people coming through the shop? I'm like, it's a joke. <laughs> no, I, I said, listen, jazz players, what they do is they avoid all the good notes like they're landmines. They kind of jump around them trying to avoid the good notes, just play the bad notes. And the more that you study jazz and you become proficient at playing those bad notes, you end up playing in small clubs rather than big arenas. The rock players yeah. know three chords. They're playing in big arenas. 
arenas for thousands and thousands it's of people. The jazz guys, they're playing in a small club with four people in there, and they don't even know whether to clap at the end of a tune because they don't know if it's good or bad. They look at each other and go, that was good, wasn't it? You can and play. if the other guy nods, then they, then they clap. Yeah. But they don't You're not really compelled know. You to play clap. three chords in front of 500 people or 500 chords in front of three people. That's but it. Yeah. Right it, doesn't, there. it doesn't mean Simplicity. It there's a lot of people, actually, that don't know that Spinal Tap is actually a spoof. I mean, obviously, it's because it, oh. it's so near the knuckle. Speaking speaking of which, you know, I took Chris uh, from Vintage and Rare to the um, premiere of Spinal Tap. Oh, God. <laughs> and Chris, you know, is a little, can be a little stuffy from time That's to time. Off. And he was going... They'll never appreciate this in London. You know, meanwhile, it's like, you know, the big, you know. Yeah, but big he's thing also the guy that said Ricky Gervais will never make it anywhere. That guy is <laughs> a complete loser. Well, yeah. There you go. So Chris is not wrong a, every once in a while. Thing. But it was quite, there was quite a famous story because uh, Spinal Tap is one of those movies, it's on every tour bus of every band right. ever. And famously, yeah. uh, Liam Gallagher from Oasis. So it didn't realize it was a spoof, and he went, oh, no, I just thought they were shit. Like, no you know, way. That, Leave that it to like, Liam. Yeah, Hi, like, you Brits. You got a Liam, funky sensei. I met Liam once, and he was just a kid threw a water bottle at him, and he got threw, thrown off the stage. And uh, so he runs up to Liam after, and I'm uh, hanging out with Liam, and, he, and the kid goes, I'm so sorry I threw the bottle at you. He's like, oh, man, I love you. Don't worry about it. And then this other kid comes up to him and goes, I love you, man. It's been, you know, my, like, I've loved you forever. And he's like, what the hell's your problem? <laughs> so he definitely has he's a different, great. He's great, his brain works a different way. Yeah. yeah. North yeah. Pole, South Pole. Yeah. Or something, you know, so, he's, but, he's amazing, though. But we, you know, we don't get a lot of normal people that come through this store. I mean, some of the people that you've met since you've been in there, Michael, I mean, you've been in there the shorter time between me and Nick. Yeah, I mean, well, always the funny story was my first guitar of the day sale so was the Slash. And uh, that was always funny because he just came in. And, he was, and Jen, I think, actually was on the phone, right? Yeah, and I And answered. she's like, um, Slash for the yeah. bass six? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like... Okay, you know, and I'm just like, okay, because Jen always, you know, she's always, always laughing a good at phone me. Call. You got Slash on hold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he comes yeah. in, and uh, that was pretty crazy because, you know, and it, what I think the coolest thing about it was how normal uh, the situation was in, in, in terms of how nice he was and just it was like, yeah. And he, and he, I actually got to see him really kind of go for it for a second. And it yeah. was like, yeah, there's... There's no uh, – that's there's a reason why he is who he is. But what's really cool is that, you know – these people are just regular people. I mean, you know, everybody idolizes these guys yeah. you know, so much and they put them on a pedestal. But these are just normal people that uh, live in their life, you know, 100 years well, from now. Especially None of this stuff's going to matter. You can Even tell this podcast might not matter 100 years <laughs> from now. But maybe it will. About 100 minutes from now. To now. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, no, the thing is, it, it, it is normal, but our clients, people don't pay to see normal. I mean, you don't, you don't pay no. to go see your next door neighbor. So the thing is, with our clientele or client list or our friends that shop here, their day job is extraordinary. It's it's pouring your soul out in front of thousands of people. But the fact that they come to shop and they're so they take their work so seriously, that's kind of the cool part because you get to see how uh, how people get. No, that's not quite the pickup I'm looking for, and you know they. We try to break them down, though, and kind of make them human. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. there was a time Steven Tyler came in the store, oh, boy. and we had a, a whoopee cushion. 
And uh, no we, uh, you know, we had the, the remote, you know, uh, you know, and so he sat down on the on the uh, thing and he kind of like, and we all looked, and it's not on video, ah. this was in our old store, and everybody kind of looked at him like, man, you know, and he was like, you know, he was really embarrassed. Then we had another thing that uh, when Sarah and Jordan were kids, we went to Disneyland, and I got this thing, it was like a leash with uh, nothing on the end of the leash, you know, it had the like invisible a, dog. It was an dog. invisible, but it had like a dog, a cat, a, a chicken, a, a cow, uh, you know, all kinds of animal sounds that we could press. And we had it set up behind the desk so that we could press it when people came in. So uh, Dave Amato, who's like our real yeah. good buddy, came in, and Dave is by the back wall, and uh, Danny presses this thing, uh, the cat sound. And Dave kind of looks and has like this inquiring kind of look. And then they and then Danny presses it again. And Dave goes, there's a cat someplace around here. And, and Danny goes, uh, no, that's a, that cat's been stuck in the wall for about two, three weeks. He's probably oh doesn't probably have much more time well to go. And Dave's going, man, you got to get the cat out of yeah, the wall. You got to get the cat out of the oh. wall. And then he kept pressing yeah. the cat thing. And then finally we pressed the cow noise. And then Dave Amato goes, you asshole. Because you know, we had him. He thought we that's had a, good. a, a cat, cat nearly in dead in the wall. So, you know, Dave would be worried. this yeah. nonsense goes on all the time. By the way, Dave has brought in so many people. He brought in Ted Nugent. He brought in oh, Ricky wow. Sambora. Brought all the guys Dave's from Harrisonville. He's one of our, yeah. our buddies. Yeah. You know, so, or, or um, even uh, the classic, speaking of Jordan, when uh, the Tom Petty video, that's one of the funniest oh, ever, yeah. where he goes, quiet down over there. And Tom's like, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, this is amazing. Yeah, Tom goes, you threw me out of here the last time I came in. Yeah, I said, well, yeah. you're just going to have to handle his guitars <laughs> Yeah, he was just rolling with it. It's yeah, he was, it was very cool. So, you know, and, and the, the cool thing is, like, you know, I ended up in California strictly by accident. I came out here with a band and just fell into the right place at the right time. I probably had 20 guitars with me when I came out, 20 or 30. And, you know, thinking about starting a business, but didn't realize it, but I wound up in the place that was the center of the guitar universe and never knew who might walk in at any time. We opened the store because uh, I was buying and selling guitars out of a three-bedroom apartment in Sherman Oaks, and there was just wall-to-wall guitars in there. And finally, I got a notice that I had to turn legitimate, and we had to open up a store oh, wow. uh, from yeah. the State Board of Equalization. So we uh, <clears throat> we ended up opening a small store, 500-square-foot store in Reseda. It was a tiny store. And uh, I didn't know whether I was going to be in business in five days after we opened or a year open. I figured if we got five years out of this, it'd be great. But it's kind of caught on. And uh, when, when we first opened, the first day that we opened, James Taylor was one of our first customers. Huh. And just he just walked in. And I wasn't even in the store. I was out buying a guitar from somebody. And my friend Scott Borden, who worked with me, was in there. And it was... James Taylor was like his idol. He almost yeah. relieved himself, you know, <laughs> right there, you know. And that's just kind of the way it's been with the store is that, you know, we never know who might drop in some days. And that, that yeah. was the little you know, tiny nobody, store, some right? Days, yeah. It was a tiny, it was, yeah. I remember the, the first time I ever walked in there in uh, 1985, and it was, it, was, it was a shop front. It was a big glass window, obviously a glass window. So it was sort of murky in the back. You, you, there was a, there was a little back room, and I see these two what looked like these two sort of maybe homeless guys 
rooting through a drawer. And I'll say, hey, Norman, I'm like peering towards the back and, and I'd say, hear this. And I, as I got in and your eyes got used to the dark a bit more, it's Tom Petty and Bob Dylan rooting through this drawer full of pickups. That makes sense with that voice. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. So So that that was sort of my first taste of norms. I think it's... We all all went out to a vintage car show. I mean, it may be better that the cameras weren't there, but it's pretty crazy to imagine if they were. Because, I mean, I've even asked you about... You, Kurt Cobain came in once. Yep. You saw him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, and and I, it's funny because Norm, Norm, some time, of it's it not his really thing. And on, to me, I'm like, he just comes in and it's like, <laughs> yeah. that's like. With Courtney Love and a couple of the other people I mean, from Hole. And, uh, um, so it's uh, not, ju- you know, I, I'm just, my point even about that is it's crazy because, you know, we know about a lot of the guys that are even before that, but even through the 90s, all these guys were just coming in and. Kurt, I mean, I, I think if you picture him walking into Norman's rare guitar, it's, it's always cool. been a destination. I yeah, mean, it's Norm's. You so go cool. to LA, you go to Norm's, you know. It's, yeah. uh, it's sort of where vintage guitars were, where the business was invented anyway, I, you know, or it's the mecca for vintage guitars. Well, we, you know, we're, we're serious about the guitars. I know you think yeah. we're a bunch of idiots, and we are, but, <laughs> uh, you know, but we're sort of like Rain Man idiots. You know, we, you know, we love guitars. Um, you know, we can tell you all the details on guitars and all that kind of stuff, but rather than be professorial and be boring, you know, we like to torment each other a little bit. Uh, like our friend Chris, you know, from London, uh, you know, we would play terrible tricks on him. I Sardines in his That's it. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> he, he had just bought like a 62 or 63 T-Bird. T-Bird and what we did was, um, you know, and he would come in and he'd give us all kinds of stuff because he was trying to hand it back to us. So we went up to the uh, liquor store and bought a can of sardines. And then we opened them and we put them under the seat of his car. In the middle of summer. He couldn't figure out what was <laughs> oh, man. stinking yeah. in that It could have just been him. Never got rid of us. <laughs> well, yeah. Knowing him, I don't I think they the bathe as in. much in England. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so no, he's, definitely, he's definitely got a stench. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's sardines. It's still A there. musk. It's Oda Sardine. It's a musk. You so must he, uh, smell. He, <laughs> there, was, there was another time. This is kind of a another terrible story. And this really makes us look like complete idiots. But Uh-oh. in complete disclosure, I'm going to just tell you this. So um, uh, Danny ended up buying this one guitar. And um, Chris ended up saying, let's get some bubble gum and we'll put it in the strings of the guitar so when Danny opens the case, he'll kind of freak out. So uh, Danny obviously opens up the case of the guitar. And we and we said, we were again, Danny and we were going, Danny, why don't you show, we had uh, this uh, friend of ours from Japan and um, his name is Masa. And we said, uh, Danny, show Masa your new guitar. And Danny opens the case and there's like about 10 Big things of bubblegum mixed up in the strings, and Danny, like, you know, saw, you know. He lost it. He lost it. So a few days later, Chris ended up buying this beautiful L5 from us. Uh Now, Danny had a very large dog, (laughs) and in the backyard, the dog had relieved himself. And Dan took a giant turd and loosen the strings and put the turd in the strings of the guitar. Oh, it was a yeah. turd land. So it was a turd land. So what happened was uh, uh, 
Chris, you know, Danny was saying to Chris, hey, you know, why don't you show, uh, I think Nick was in, yeah. why don't you show, and, and he had a girlfriend, Deborah, at the time, you know, he was did. a very pretty model-looking yeah. girl, you know, and, um, and uh, <laughs> Danny says, Chris, why don't you show, uh, Deborah, you know, yeah. Deborah, your, your new guitar, and all, and he opens it up, and there's like a giant turd in the strings <laughs> oh, of the guitar. Oh, there we go. Yeah, well, so it was like getting even, and like... All this stuff was going on for, you know, I don't know how long, but any time we could think of something to break the monotony, because, you know, in the store where we are, we're sort of off the path. So we can sit there even nowadays. It can be really crowded or there could be nobody in there for an hour or two. And just we're purposely off the path because we don't want to have just stragglers just come in and we yeah. want it to be people who are actually interested in guitars or people who have a good sense of humor. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, people that can uh, handle it. <laughs> but, you know, I'm sorry to tell you these kind of stories, but I think that you guys need to hear them just so you know that we are a bunch of idiots in a lot of ways, <laughs> but we are rain men when it comes to guitars. I think they knew that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, there you go. There's Michael. Yeah. So, um, while we're here, I mean, both of these guys are great guitar players, and I know great guitar players. That's one thing I do know. <laughs> so, Nick and uh, Michael, why don't you play a little something? Or why don't you play that thing that you oh, were talking yeah, about you know before? What? This I, is well, like. Well, seeing as you uh, handed me this gorgeous 44 Martin to play. See, that's the other thing about working for Norm. Well, we've known each other and we've always got along really well. Uh, just, he has this thing where great guitars <laughs> gravitate towards him. And if you're in. Norm's world, then some of that fallout happens to you as well. So I've got to play some of the most fabulous guitars that I probably would never have seen uh, otherwise. But uh, yeah, so I'm sitting holding this 1944 Martin 018, which is just, you know. So we doing that thing, it was really. kind of like a lullaby oh, or yeah. something before, you know. Cricket, it's cricket. the new NyQuil advert. NyQuil. <laughs> 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 oh, isn't that lovely? Weddings, funerals. Yeah, he's available <laughs> for all kinds of stuff, you know. It's pretty. Or it's pretty, uh, so. sleepovers. And, uh, Michael Lemma, why don't you play a little something for us there? I mean, is there anything that you actually know? Yeah, do, uh, do the stuff that I taught you. Do tonight. something you know. You know the Gen stuff. That's a D chord, right? The D chord. had a buddy of ours years ago, Robert Stamps, who wrote a tune one time. It was a jingle based on the Cal Worthington theme song. If you need a good guitar, go see Norms. They'll trade you for a fuzz tone. Go see Norms. And it was like, I wish I knew where that 
track was because you people would get a kick out of it. Not a great advertising for us, but yeah, <laughs> said he, uh, if you need a real boss telly, he's got a belly full of jelly or something. I don't know. It was something <laughs> stupid like that. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there knowing a, us, there was a lot of stupid, the old story. Oh, yeah. No, there's there's a lot of, and we've transferred it to the new story. Yeah, yeah. If you want to come and see okay. stupid. A new generation of stupidity. <laughs> right here. <laughs> We got the young ones stupid. We got the old ones stupid. We got the senile ones stupid. Yeah. Uh, and we got Joel. And then we got Joel. Joel is another story. Yeah. And, and it's it's Joel's birthday it today. Is, yeah. Happy uh, birthday, Joel. We're going to tell Joel. you what they were uh, filming this. What we're going to do is kind of superimpose his head on a donkey. Yeah. That's going to be, you know, his internet <laughs> gift, you know, so. The irony being that how, how much money have you won off him? Uh, Joel's challenge has been to play Happy Birthday. Oh, that was recently. Remember, it was two weeks ago. He, for whatever reason, you would think think that he would have it worked out by now. You just take a night and be like, you know, he's going to say this eventually. Because I would always go to Joel. Joel, 20 bucks if you can play Happy Birthday without screwing it up. He... Ooh. That's what would happen (laughs) every time. And he just... you would think that he would have have it together enough to be able to work it out so that he can surprise me once. But yeah. it's, you know, it's an honest defeat, too. You can tell when he, he doesn't, he just can't do it. Yeah, no. I tell him yeah. it's got to be in time. You can't, like, go so slow that you kind of slide up to the nose. You got to know where you're going. Well, he's well, he's him off that. and everything. He's tried that and he got that wrong. He's, he's been on the lost highway for a long time. Yeah. And then we have our buddy John Tucci, who's a great guy who is uh, does our amp. Repair, John Tucci, yep. and he does some of our guitar repair too. He's a he's a buddy of mine that kind of came in. Um, it's funny. I used to play with my band in upstate New York and in this area, Lake George, which was in the Adirondacks. And John actually was from that general area. So one day I was talking to my old drummer Jerry Greenhouse about playing up there, and he said, "Oh, I know that area. I'm from that area." And we became friendly and started hanging around. Then I found out he does amp repair, and uh, he's very good at it. And he's a really great yeah, guy. He is. And, he's uh, great. So he's part of the family there. Then we found Jen, who was actually working for my daughter Sarah briefly there, and uh, we figured we we needed a female in there to, to abuse, you know, so, uh, uh, you know, we brought her in. What do you think of this store? I mean, you uh, I mean, so you got to speak up. I mean, you, 10 years. Yeah, 10 years, 10 years yeah. yeah we, we're it's a life sentence. You guys are time. crazy. That's all. <laughs> Jen, you are a part of it. Oh, I know, she's a I huge am. part. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, what we do without her? Yeah, we'd fall apart. And my daughter <laughs> Sarah, she you know, she uh, she uh, yeah, yeah, she's shaking her head. She wants to be behind the camera too. She's about to give birth, and uh, she always is the one to say, "Dad." <laughs> oh, there you go. And she's the first one to say, "Dad, why do you bring up stuff like turds and a guitar <laughs> string or something like that?" You know, she says, "You're such an idiot." You know, well, get used to it, because. <laughs> I am what I am, just like Popeye, you know, so. (laughs) All Um, right, cool. So, anyhow, here we are at Norm's Rare Guitars at our podcast. I'm so grateful for you guys listening to this. Um, We do have some great guitar players. We have a bunch of people who are going to be doing this. Um, Yeah, we're going to do some special guests. Oh, yeah. have some interesting stories. uh, Bonamassa. uh, We just were talking to Dweezil Zappa, um, James Santiago, Michael George Addison. And you never know who's going to show up. That's right. And we're going to just spring it on anybody. And we're going to let them be amongst (laughs) the uh, idiot class. But 
But I mean, the one thing is, these guys are all super creative artists, and uh, but they have learned if they don't have a sense of humor, they've learned to have a sense of humor when they come to Norms because we don't let up. <laughs> on them. So, uh, can you guys take us out with a little bit more, uh, you know? That's a hell of an ending. <laughs> Anyhow, thank you guys for listening to this silly podcast. We love you all, and we're grateful. And uh, even Michael's grateful. Are you grateful, Michael? <laughs> even Michael's grateful. <laughs> that, yeah. that makes me sound terrible. I am always grateful. There hey, you have you heard my tag on Guitar of the Day? I'm happy to be here. <laughs> have you heard mine? I'm happy to be anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> that is. Did you hear mine? Uh, Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> All right, All Nick right. Dias, yeah. Michael Lemo, <laughs> Jen Anka, my daughter Sarah, Brandon, John, Stephanie, we're all here. This is it right here. I hope you guys tell your friends to listen to these podcasts. We're gonna, uh, we're actually videoing them as well, which will come at a later date. We'll tell you how to get them, and it's going to be probably on the All Guitar Network. All Guitar so Network. Uh, we hope you guys tune into the All Guitar Network, and uh, we are grateful. We love you guys, and thanks for putting up with our nonsense. Thank you. Bye. Laters. Bye. Latest. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. Please give us a good rating or else. Uh, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. So please listen and thank you so much.